Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we strive to keep you up to speed on the most important developments in the global automotive industry. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety released its crash results for 11 mini cars and criticized automakers because only one of those cars, the Chevrolet Spark, was able to pass one of its tests. It's called the small overlap test, which smashes the far left or far right corner of the front end into an immovable barrier. The IIHS only began using this test in 2012 and it cost most automakers off guard. In fact, that's a big problem the auto industry has with the IIHS. The Institute sort of sprung this test on them without enough fair warning. Some automakers, Honda, Subaru, and Volvo, picked up on the fact that this test was coming and started designing their cars for it. But all the other automakers that AutoLine talked to never saw it coming. Here's my AutoLine insight. The IIHS is being disingenuous in testing cars it knows full well were never designed for this test, and then blaring out headlines to the world that they failed the test. If given enough advance warning, automakers can incorporate the necessary structure into their designs to pass this test without too much additional costs or mass. But if they have to go back after the fact, the opposite is true. If the Institute wants to influence design so that the industry builds safer cars, it needs to be far more transparent and provide crystal clear notices. And then it should give automakers enough time to incorporate those changes into their designs before they start testing them. Speaking of small cars, which car company do you think sells more of them in the American market than any other? I thought it would be Honda or maybe Toyota, but no, Hyundai Kia sold far more small cars than anyone else last year. The Korean brand sold 564,000 Elantras, Velosters, Accents, Souls, Fortes, and Rios. Then came Toyota with 434,000 Scions, Corollas, Priuses, and Yaris's. Honda sold 399,000 Civics, CRZs, Fits, and Insights. GM is fourth on the list with 368,000 small cars. Ford with 305,000. Interestingly, VW with 238,000 finished ahead of Nissan with 252,000. All told, there were 2.9 million small cars sold in the U.S. last year, up 4.5% from the year before. But since the total market was up 7.5%, small cars actually lost market share. Speaking of Hyundai, we're still scratching our heads why it dropped former CEO John Kraftcheck, but its new CEO, Dave Zukowski, is already working on his plans to get the brand growing. Hyundai's market share fell last year from 4.9% to 4.6%, but Zukowski tells Autoline he feels that number could grow to 4.7% this year thanks to new product. The new Genesis is coming in the first half of this year, while the new Sonata hits in the second half. He also points out that it's very important, at least symbolically, for Hyundai to get back to 5% market share like it had in 2010 and 2011. Zukowski says that in 2015 and 16, Hyundai's product cadence 
will start to look more like it did in those record years. Last year, Mercedes just barely beat BMW out for the luxury sales crown in the U.S. So how is BMW going to try to claw its way back? Ludwig Willisch, the head of BMW North America, tells Autoline that 75% of X1 and 320i customers are new to the brand and that he expects the upcoming 2 Series, which will be priced similar to those two vehicles, to do the same thing. Moreover, Village says dealers are telling him the new i3 electric is already bringing new customers into BMW showrooms. The i3 goes on sale in April and maybe it will convince shoppers to buy other BMWs as well. Okay, here's one for you trivia buffs out there. What car do you think this is? When I first took a glance at it, I thought it was a Nash Healey, but it's not. We can tell you that it was shown at the 1954 Detroit Auto Show. I think we know what it is, but I'll bet by tapping into the collective knowledge of the Autoline Daily audience, we'll get this nailed. Shoot us an email or leave your thoughts in the comments section of today's show and we'll reveal what we think it is in tomorrow's show. Speaking of getting your comments, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. And now it's time for some of your feedback. D-Cars wants to know, is my math right? VW Audi sold about 600,000 cars in 2013. He means in the U.S., of course. To hit their target, they have to sell an additional 400,000 cars per year. Do they have enough dealers to sell that many cars? And which car company is going to fold to allow VW to sell that many cars? Well, your math is right, D-Cars, VW, Audi, and Porsche. Remember, Porsche is now part of that group. Sold 608,000 cars in the U.S. market last year. How are they going to push that to the group's goal of a million cars by 2018? That means they're going to have to increase sales by 80,000 cars every year for the next five years. I don't see it happening. C-Tech wants to know, how do the wheel shutters work on the new F-150? Boy, that's a great question. Ford showed the idea on the Atlas concept truck. The spokes on the wheels would actually close up at highway speeds to reduce drag and then open up at lower speeds to increase brake cooling. But even though early press reports said this would be on the new F-150, it's not, which suggests it did not provide that much of an advantage. Jack878 says, can Ford really lock up the aluminum supplies? I think that's illegal. That's controlling its competitors by wrongful means. I cannot believe Ford can do that. No, that's not what's happening. Ford merely ordered so much aluminum over the next few years that there's no more capacity for anyone else who wants to build aluminum trucks in large volume. Alcoa says, anyone else who wants to do that better give it a three years heads up. Speaking of the F-150, it's going to be a major topic on Autoline After Hours tomorrow night. We're going to be debating the pros and cons of Ford's approach, especially compared to GM's strategy of launching compact trucks. XA351GT watched our coverage of the Detroit Auto Show and says, The Toyota FT1 is awesome, and the FCV, well, let's just say the letters WTF, fit it a lot better. Wow, that thing is but ugly. At first, I thought it was a Nissan, but they actually came up with a couple of pretty nice-looking ones in IDX. And he's referring to Nissan came up with some pretty good-looking ones. 
Actually, I completely agree. That Toyota FCV is an incredibly badly designed car, and the IDX looks so good. And as you may have heard with my interview with Nissan's Carlos Munoz, he wants to use the platform from the Rogue to build the IDX and build it in Tennessee. Brett saw our report that the city of Hamburg in Germany wants to ban all cars from its city center by 2035. He says, before dismissing it out of hand, perhaps we should see what the result of Hamburg's experiment turns out to be. It might show a path to a better urban future, or it might serve as an example of what not to do. You might be right, Brett. I said this is a crazy idea because we're on the verge of having whisper quiet, zero emission, autonomous vehicles that could be even better than mass transit. But maybe we ought to see what Hamburg comes up with. Hey, thanks for all your ideas, your comments, your questions. We truly like hearing from you. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for joining us, and please join us again here tomorrow.